Welcome to Morally Wounded episode 37. I'm your host, James. And I'm your host, Chris. Hi, James. How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it has been a while between uh, between drinks and recordings. I think last time was just after or around about the GHB um, 20 dropped. So we had um, Clint on for that one. So, but, um, so yeah, here we are again. Did, yeah, did I you think... did do you think do you think our, our listeners missed us? Oh, you'd hope so. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's it's my fault really that um, it's been so long. I um I took the opportunity when the border opened for a week to go to uh, Queensland to go see stay with the in laws, and then the border closed behind us, so we stayed there for like two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's good. There could be worse places to be stranded. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was a very quick two months. Um, it was very easy to not cook dinner and not do laundry and have grandparents to help look after your child. And it, it was quite easy <laughs> to be there for two months, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Did you um, get much gaming or hobby going going on up there when you're up in heartland yeah, I, of warhammer itself in australia yeah i actually played loads <laughs> while i was up there um because awesome. i i bought my obr army um off a guy that is in brisbane and he was finishing painting it so i had already had some of the stuff kind of delivered to me um via Gemma at cancon so i took that up with me and then at the start of the kind of time i was up there i um went and collected the rest of the army because it had been finished for a little while so then i had my full obr army um to play with and so i just while i was there tried to meet up with as many people that i knew were around as possible so went to hayden's place and had a couple of games um i managed to get a game in with gammy i played a bunch of games with simon hall because turns out he lives like 10 minutes away from um mitch's parents and um then i went to toowoomba for a weekend which was really nice stayed at mick and Gemma's place they put me up um on their like farm so <laughs> that was really cool um yeah, and yeah cool. managed, managed to get a couple of games in against mick and then a game against dennis and Gemma. um played in like a little mini day thing that carwin put on at his work in brisbane um thanks yeah. to simon so um i played josh um at that um like event so that was yeah. really good as well um and yeah, just I've, I don't think I've ever played that many games in such a short space of time, even if I had back to back tournaments. So I feel like weirdly in a time where people are like, oh, I haven't played in forever. I was like, I've never played this much. I felt so practiced um, and I've really learned the OBR. Like I know them inside out now, which is really cool. So it was really good to just have one army and just focus on that army and play a bunch of games in a short space of time. Yeah, awesome. Sounds like so. you played a good chunk of the um of the guys up there that's awesome would have would have been good to catch up with them it's um yeah due to uh restrictions and stuff this year we haven't really had the chance to catch up at all not since cancon like there's been no other events and we could all go to together so um yeah it'd have been cool to see them all yep um and yeah i saw saw clint as well played a game with him and luke taylor as well like i played so many games on i think i played 15 or more games in the time i was up there so Every week I was probably taking at least, like I was getting at least two games in. So that was yep. really good. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, how about you? You've been getting some games in and stuff as well and settling into the, settling in and decorating the house and everything. Yeah, like that's that's pretty much, um, we've been doing a lot of sort of, you know, painting, painting around the house, sort of maintenance, um, sort of getting just every weekend's just been doing stuff around the house. So um, like a couple of weeks ago we got we actually got our shed. We've got this sort of big double garage 
um, shed in the backyard. And it sort of had been a bit of a storage space and we've we cleared it all away. We had a, we've got a pool table in there, which also doubles as the gaming table. <laughs> so I've dubbed it the battle shed out the back there. So <laughs> it's got some armchairs. It's going to be um, Sam's art studio as well. So we've kind of got this storage area, then sort of partition behind a, a bookshelf. And then, yeah, it's huge double garage area for um for gaming and for Sam's artwork and and stuff like that. So, yeah, so Chris and that with uh, Michael Thompson, um, he came over over the long weekend, which was last weekend, the time of recording. And yeah, he came over on the Sunday, stayed over for the stayed over, and we had a, had a game on on Sunday and Monday. Uh, so he brought a he brought this uh, awesome death uh, list. So he's been writing his legions lists. I had like had fifty Grimgas on the table to deal with, oh. and a vampire, a vampire lord and zombie dragon. I think he had a necromancer and a vampire lord, and yeah, it was just a awesome like power power death list. And uh, versus my um my night haunts, so I've been getting into the night haunts a lot lately. Um, yeah, just kind of branching out into them, just sort of started feeling a little bit um things getting a bit stale with list writing and things like that for. Uh, for legions and <clears throat> thought I'd start playing some Nighthorn again. I've just been loving it, enjoying it. Like um, just like the how you can put you can put half your army in the underworld and bring them up anywhere over the board, and getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of legs and enjoyment out of having the Dreadblade Harrow as my general, so he can um, at the start of the movement phase move anywhere on the board and f- use the Nighthorn Allegiance ability to, you know, so I can pop a command point and just bring another unit over to him. So um, it's been really cool just having a lot, so much flexibility just to get to where you need to be all over the board. Um, and yeah, just ignoring Rend. Um, lots of mortal wounds <laughs> if you can swing it. Um, I love the buffs, just, you know, the Spirit Torment, the Guardian of Souls. Um, I like my two favorite heroes at the moment. Um, Lady Linda, I've been getting a bit of use with her as well, um, pushing her around, sort of um, a little bit iffy about her, but you don't have to make her the general. But um, so, be, yeah, which is a really, I think it's a really uh, good thing for, for Nighthawk because I really like having that flexibility with the Dreadblade at the moment. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've just been playing Nighthawk, um, been um, getting involved with the local um, Goulburn gaming community. So we've got I've, uh, sort of been tr- uh, trying to get the guys who are in with Age of Sigma get get them along to the gaming uh, weekend. It's the third the third Saturday of every month. Uh, everyone uh, in the gaming community here gets together at the Country Women's Association Hall in um <laughs> in the in town. Uh, so it's just a classic. Um, I just really love that sort of grassroots. Um, early days kind of vibe like we used to have out at um, Company of Dice. It's very similar kind of um, kind of vibe to that. And, yeah, lots of tables down there. Um, Chris Don is um, – he, he used to be the manager up at the Mount Cravat store. He's moved down to Goulburn uh, recently in the last couple of years. And so just, uh, yeah, met up with him. And so he, he's been running that, that, day, that day every month. And, uh, yeah, we're getting some games in down there and meeting new people, making some new friends. And um, it's been really cool. So – um, looking at sort of starting to do some events, local events there uh, in the future as well. So, um, yeah, we'll probably look at doing like a um, 
like a league or something like that um, or a campaign for Age of Sigmar players is to get involved. I think there's a Blood Bowl one that's um, starting up at the moment. So it's all, it's all Blood Bowl crazy at the moment. I was like so close to getting just just buying a team just so I could get involved. But I've, I've been able to resist the temptation because I'm too... I'm too engrossed in my night haunt at the moment. <laughs> so, I reckon uh, I reckon waiting isn't a bad idea either. I think once Blood Bowl 3 comes out, the main box set, you'll be able to pick that up. And I think the kind of Griff Oberwald classic team that they've done, the new models look incredible. And I think with your painting skills and your love of like Britonia in the old world, I reckon you would do that team like such <laughs> justice. I, I'd love to see your team if you did that. Is, it'd be great. But is, is that the mixed the mixed um team where you got like different races in it so the one you know it's it's mostly humans i think they have an ogre as well but it's like the the all-star so like griff oberwald is one of the like legendary star players yeah right Um, okay he's got yeah he's got this like hawk or eagle or something on his model and loads of medals around his neck and it it just all right okay the sculpt (laughs) the sculpts look incredible and there's loads of like big mustaches and yeah it's really good yeah cool yeah like a um, I'll look forward to doing something like that. It could be something on the cards um, later in the year, maybe. Um, we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, so I'm actually sitting here looking right now at Grimgast Reapers. So I never painted any Grimgast Reapers during the, you know, the the Grimgast winter we had last year. Was the, <laughs> or the year before the, winter? <laughs> the Grim, yeah, there was that. There was that moment where Legions had their moment of glory in the sun with Nagash and. And 30 Grimgasts on the table that every yeah, 30, you know. 30 or 60 Grimgasts, yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah, 60, yeah, plus. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was nice and cheap. <laughs> you finally get through them and then they all just come back for one CV. Yeah, wouldn't you? Which could still they... happen. All came back <laughs> again. <laughs> that's the that's the funny thing, right? Is that still yeah. exists. It hasn't gone away. Like Legions is still incredibly powerful. Oh yeah, definitely. Um and especially I... now, I think. Yeah, it's something we can touch on in terms of, I guess, developments in the game recently is the the FAQ that has said that all of the White Dwarf publications that can be bought online, mm, um, yeah. all the rules in them are so um, now match play legal. So particularly yeah. for Nighthorn and Death, you've got the um, the Emerald Host yes. stuff that, yeah. that they released around Lady Alinda, um, although interestingly no. it doesn't actually it doesn't actually need lady alinda no, um no. but it's got the dolorous the main the main thing you'll see is the dolorous guard which um is basically just two to four units of hex wraiths and then they make your general basically be able to shrug off wounds to them on a two up if yeah <laughs> if any of the units are within three inches of him so it can it can pretty much make your ger- general almost unkillable um certainly very very resilient and with death's ability to just kind of use invocation or multiple ways of bringing models back in night haunt through like black coach or ruler of the spirit hosts and and everything you could just take all those wounds off onto your hex race and then just bring them back or if you're playing in legions just spend a command point bring the whole unit back yeah um i mean I, you can't i don't think you can um i don't think you'd be able to take these you can't you can't bring them back i don't think mm. if you did it in legions because they'd be uh allies because it's a night horn yeah. battalion but yeah. you can fit two units of five and the battalion in your ally slots so and yeah. it still work yeah. it still works on the general so you can just give your general like a guard the extra <laughs> two yeah. two units of hex wraiths and mm. you can still use their like invocation from 
Manfred or any of the Mortarks and zombie dragons and vampire lords and necromancers, you can mm. use their invocation to bring them back. So yeah, um, yeah. I think it's going to give Nighthorn and Legions and also just Grand Alliance death a big, big boost because you can make some awesome lists now. You can take those less resilient characters. Like Manfred is actually really good. Like his command ability is great. Um, like big aura of reroll ones to hit and wound, and it's shooting and combat. Um, the problem is he's eleven wounds and four upside. He just dies too easily. But if you've yeah. got loads, <laughs> loads of hex race that you can just pass the wounds off to. Um, I've I've been tinkering around and playing some lists <laughs> there and adding more tech crawlers into Grand Alliance Death to have shooting with the rerolls <laughs> from Manfred and yeah, you, you, they've also got some fantastic artifacts as well. So um, and because because you'd be taking a battalion, you get two. So I've I've written a list that I think is pretty good, which I might actually run at an event one time. But it's um it's got Manfred in it and then a decent unit of hex wraiths and then two more tech crawlers um no i think it's just one more tech crawler but it's got a vampire lord on the zombie dragon yep. potentially could change to um a ghoul king on terrorgeist with the um cloak of mist and shadows for the sh movement shenanigans mm -hmm. in the oh, combat yeah. phase because um, yep. that's that's <laughs> the things you can do with that is horrific and then you can also take the blade of dark summons on another hero and just get like a free unit of blade geist revenants or mime banshees or whatever so um, yeah yeah I think yeah. you can have some really strong lists with that now, and Nighthorn is going to get a really big boost from that. I think Nighthorn is um, is doing or going to do really well at events um, under the new GHB. Um, I just think just having that flexibility, they're really good at playing the objectives, um, and I know Matthew Tyrrell will attest to um, to their strength as well. So I think he's been playing them exclusively recently as well. Um, so he'll, he'll sing their praises all, all day and night too. So, um, but I have written, I've been writing some lists like for, to try and fit everything for the Emerald Host into a Nighthaunt army. Um, so I have come up with a one drop, um, Emerald Host with, uh, the Condemned as, uh, the Condemned Battalion as the kind of additional, um, uh, battalion that you can, you can include in the, the whole organization. But yep. it's a lot of it's a lot of a point it's a lot of points dropped onto battalions, but um, I've, I've got a list that kind of maxes. So it's two units of ten hex wraiths for the Dolorous Guard, and you take uh, the Forgotten Scions, which is Scions. the Scions. Sorry, <laughs> um, so yeah, is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, Scion. Okay, um, yeah, Knight of Shrouds and Ethereal Steed and two Dreadblades, and. So you need those two to have the Emerald Host. So the Forgotten Sions um, basically gives you plus one attacks, uh, plus one attack to the to Malkor's sort of stolen hours. So that's the Knight of Shrouds. Um, and in addition, once per battle round, he can use the, his command ability um, without a command point being spent. So it's a free plus one attack um, every battle round. So it's pretty good. Yeah. And it's holding um, the 18, so it's quite a big buff range as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and him getting a plus one attack makes him a little um, that much more fighty, and um, give him the the Balefire Blade, which is the one that gives him plus one to his uh, damage. So, yep. yeah. So he's got five attacks, threes and threes, three damage. So it's a pretty uh, 
He's actually really fighty. Like you, no one thinks of the Knight of Shrouds as a fighter, and then yeah, you said you can quite yeah. easily have him six attacks damage three, and you're like, oh wow, he can handle himself, especially if you, you know, think of that. If you pop that ten inch charge, you get him in there. He's doing that straight away on just carving up a some chaff or whatever, or even another hero, whatever. Um, I think he's got negative one rend, but um, yeah, but um, I would, I think to get the most out of the Dolorous Guard and this. But this um, Emerald Host, you really have to, I think, max out and use your um, Dolorous Guard uh, aggressively, not so much as a um, general babysitter, um, which I've, that's, you know, you could do that if you wish. Like I, the game I had with Michael, I had the Dolorous Guard, um, two units of five hex raids um, to be Lady Alinda, who was that I decided to make her the general so she could benefit from their ability. Um, and I just found I wanted to... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to really benefit from that much from the actual two-up pass-off, um, mainly probably because I was playing Michael and he's he knows death inside out as well. So, um, but I just felt I needed, I wanted to get those models across and do stuff with them, and I felt really felt like because they get plus one to attack on the charge, and if I had them paired up with the Knight of Shrouds, that's another plus one for free, and yeah. then you could you could spend another one. So that's what, you know, on the charge, they've got plus three attacks. They've already got two. That's like five attacks each. It's, that's that's in, that's ridiculous, you know. Oh, I no, think, it's yeah, only, no, yeah, plus, no. It's only yeah, plus, plus, it's, plus sorry, two. Back it up a bit. Four. Only four. Yeah. But it's still, <laughs> it's four attacks per rider, four attacks per horse. Yeah. Like a unit of 10 is really dangerous. And if you roll a 10 plus charge, yeah. they're super good. Yeah, like that extra mm. attack on the charge i missed that the first time i looked at the dolorous guard and i thought it was just mm. the defensive but actually that's like it's 50 percent increase in their output and yeah. then as you say you can do the plus one attack you can do it once per battle round for free or just spend the cp and because you're taking if you take the one drop battalion route you're buying mm. three battalions so you start a game with so many cp anyway yeah um yeah. you don't need the necromancer that people were like trying to put in by a mercenary to get the double pile in because actually an extra attack on the charge is 50 percent increase yeah. and if you spend yeah. the cp you've got double the output that they normally have anyway and it all gets to hit at the same time rather than needing a pile in then your opponent getting to activate and then another go so it's really good and yeah. then as you say the emerald host on top is that one's yeah, the kind i love of, it that's brilliant because it's only 80 points it's super cheap you think you're getting an artifact and a cp for that and then what i mean the ability is amazing it's just what pick an enemy hero and it's minus one save for the whole game against anything yeah so you just subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that hero um so you could put that on that nasty that nasty general that nasty beastie or whatever or a unit you want to get rid of um, it has to be a know. hero right oh sorry yeah yeah hero um yeah but yeah so i think it's really cool um it would definitely scale better in a 2500 um, just for bodies and stuff like that. But um, even, uh, yeah, some lists I've been writing have been been able to include the two units of 10 hex rays, the forgotten um, Zions. And then I put a unit of Condemned in, which is like 40 chain rasps, 20 chain rasps, unit of, um, a unit of four chain ghasts and the Spirit Torment. Oh, yeah, so it's that one. Yeah. It's that one, yeah. So that, that's the one that gives them the re-rolls to hits. So. Yeah. Um, so that's another one you can really go aggressive and have the bodies um, and utilize that free plus one attack. You can put on your chain rasp if you want. 
Um, you've got that sp nice spread of reroll ones to hit from the chain ghasts and the um, spirit torment. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, I'd, I'd like to give that a run. That's two thousand points as well, and that's a single drop. Um, and every hero has got a um, has got a artifact pretty got an much. Artifact, yeah, because you got so, you got four, you got four heroes right as well, four leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And four battle line. Um. Yes. Yep. Four battle line, and a bit of um, buff and. Yeah, some good buffs there. And you've got I would probably make a dreadblade the um one of the dreadblades the general. So I can have that utility of jumping him around and getting get that unit of chain rust over where I need them to be to cap an objective late game or whatever uh the case may be. Um and yeah, you could put half in the underworld and half on the table, and that's me deployed done, and then have control over first turn. Yeah, like you. I think it's really good. A lot of people were just mm. taking the dollar as guard, myself included. And then I kind of, I think you said, oh, I've been looking at Emerald Host and it made me relook at it. Because I think I first looked at the other battalion, just saw the two Dreadblades and thought two, one of them's kind of wasted usually. Mm. Um, yeah. But actually he's cheap. He's only 90 points. And actually you want more leaders now for stuff like Scorched Earth. I think like you want more leaders yeah. for the scenario. I think they're super useful. Mm. And he's really cheap. And actually yeah he, he can just hold an artifact um and yep. like it's really good i don't i don't think it's expensive to do what the emerald host without an extra battalion is 300 points in battalions but you get really good abilities for it and three artifacts three cp super low drops like you don't have to do the one drop either like i think i've written some no. lists where i've put in a black coach um yep. and stuff yeah, for like the behemoth. that yeah to get exactly to get me a behemoth and also mm. like bring d3 models back into like my big unit of hex wraiths you could yep. put a linda you could put a linda in like you can make it i think i've yep. gone down the route of maybe three or four drops adding in just some stuff to kind of really go like add things i want in and i like that there's those three battalions you can choose from to add in so you can take what the condemned a chain guard or, or death, uh, stalkers. death stalkers which yeah. i think everyone was like oh you wouldn't take the death stalkers and then i looked at it and i was just like do you know what? i actually really like this because it adds in two tens of grim ghasts and then two units of well two units of grim ghasts two units of the glaive wraith stalkers that you never see but yeah, i was like yeah. actually they're really cheap and just as little backboard you like objective grabbers or units you have to put on the table mm. to let you put more good stuff off the table yeah and just 10 grim ghasts given that you'll have loads of CP and you've got the Knight of Shrouds that you can basically make the general so that he can't die, they can just get three attacks each. And that battalion gives them plus one to hit and plus one to wound against one unit of choice. So yeah. if you combine that and you make the, like if someone's got like a big kind of Death Starry general, you can go, okay, well, they're minus one save and my Grimgast are plus one to hit and plus one to wound against them. Give pop a CP, even just 10 Grimgast is like, 30 attacks threes and twos essentially yeah. rent essentially rent two against that hero yeah and if you, you you've got two units of them more chances to roll tens like either one of those units all the hex wraiths can i think kill something like or yeah. seriously wound a big baddie like nagash or archaeon or like i think they do a lot more work than people think yeah. Um, and it just gives yeah. you loads of units and i really like it like i think nighthorn are in a really good place actually like yeah ignoring re ignoring rend flying like access to lots of little heroes the only thing i think is 
you don't have that many behemoths, but I think most lists you can put in the black coach or you can put in the Mongol. Yeah, you can, I've been like I've been putting the Mongol in because uh, mainly because the black coach hasn't I haven't finished building and painting it yet. But um, yeah, the Mongol has been fantastic in the lists I've been running lately. Like I'm, I'm a little bit limited by what I can take at the moment because I've got 21 painted um, spirit hosts. <laughs> so <laughs> the natural go to for me in my list at the moment is um, the is the execution horde, which is hundred points, and it's three inches of um, spirit hosts and the Lord Executioner. So yeah. he gets a bit of he gives him a bit of a boost and everything. But um, it's just great for getting that extra artifact because I love putting the um, the artifact on the Guardian of Souls um, on his lantern. Reroll hits um, aura yeah. um, once per yeah. game. Everything with Holy within twelve gets reroll hits for that um, for that phase. Um, so. Yeah, I like using that and having that, just having that little bit of extra flexibility um, from a battalion, I think goes a long way in a Night Haunt list. Um, but even just like with the Emerald Host, like you don't have to take the Condemned Chain Guard or Death Stalkers. You just need Forgotten Scions and the Dolorous Guard. And yep. the new one. and so, yeah, other lists I've been writing have got, um, you know, Dread Scythe Harridans, um, because they're already at, what, three attacks each anyway. Um yeah. They're basically, I just, I see them as like fast moving ethereal um, grave guard with an extra attack. Like they're, they're, fan, they're fa fantastic. Like I, I, I know Matt really loves them as well. He's been running his yeah. um, Shriek, Shrieker host. Um, yeah. But. Um, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I think. I, can... I just loved, like you'd have that minus one to save on that hero and just send in your, 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 your Harridans, you know, and watch them yeah. shred. Yeah. I think, well, that's the thing. If you do just minimum that emerald host it's only like 800 points or something for the two units of two units of five hex wraiths the two knight of shrouds yeah. uh, and the, sorry the two dreadblade harrows and the knight of shrouds and the battalions it's like 800 points so you've still got so much scope to just add whatever else you want like you can take yeah. Yeah. you could take an execution horde on top of that and go two drop and add in the lord executioner and all your spirit hosts yeah and, that's your battle line sorted <laughs> yeah well, uh, you can you could add a linda to that and take mm. and make her the general so that she can then just top up all those units of, like add a model to all those units of spirit hosts and the hex rates because her seat her command ability is every unit within 12 adds a model back so if you had like yeah yeah three units of spirit hosts two or three units of hex wraiths and she's just in the middle protected and just bringing brings, them back brings yeah. them back and she she can do a lot of damage if people don't kill her and yeah. her spell is incredible yeah. as well. Plus one, it's another plus one a hit, and then minus one a hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's there's so much um, there's so much uh, give in in the um, allegiance, uh, and it's almost a like it doesn't really matter what your list is as long as you've got lots of units, and you can put you know half of them in the underworld. You've got the all, you've got the movement flexibility. You've got the buffs. They all benefit from your buff um, pieces. Um, it doesn't really matter what you take. Like you can mix it up and you try it all the different units and you can still basically get the same kind of utility out of them. Like some might kill more than others. And then you've got stuff like, you know, the Blade Geist Revenants who've got their retreat and charge. Um, yeah. And and that's what the Glaive Wraith Stalkers have got that as well. Like I'd, I'm actually would really, um, I've got a mind to paint a, just a max unit of them um, just to have them there as for flexibility yeah. and just to give them a run and see how they go. Like it's cause you never do see them and they're actually quite cool little models. Like, yeah, I've got yeah. a bunch because I got loads of those, um, storm strike boxes at the start to get my 
banshees because oh, yeah. when banshees oh, yeah. came yeah. out they were out of stock in australia but you oh. got you got them in the Stormstrike box set so i got six of those Stormstrike boxes yeah, yeah and you get you get four of the glaive wraith stalkers in there as well mm. so i've got loads of them but never use them so yeah. let me know if you need some <laughs> yeah well i probably will i probably will <laughs> um but yeah you just remind me of the banshees like banshees are awesome the first time i used them in a game um they were they did not fail to disappoint like you know sometimes you get those those models or those those um units that you just get excited about and you finally get them in that's their first round it's their um it's their debut combat and they just are terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i didn't get that with um with the banshees at all they were great um so they've always they've been good in every game yeah they'll die i don't care but they'll if you get them in there they can do some damage they always do at least yeah four or five yeah. damage minimum yeah. but um but well, yeah again, and, and i use them for yeah, an old host plus one attack. Against the hero, you can essentially make them rend three. And yeah. then, yeah, if you've got a Linda in there and you can get the spell off so that they're plus one to hit, then they're not yeah. hitting on fours, they're hitting on threes. You, you've got all the CP, you can make them reroll ones to hit. You've yeah. got a Guardian of Souls or whatever to give them plus one to wound so they can be wounding on twos. Like yeah. a unit of 12, if you if you can keep the Night of Shrouds alive as well, pop the extra attack on them. 24 attacks like threes reroll ones by twos rend essentially three damage you're going to kill basically <laughs> yeah and they're, 200, they're 210 points for a, a max unit of them and that you've got yeah. a unit there that can unbind at plus three like yeah now yeah. i've got some amazing units and i think like you say they're a really fun army as well because every charge yeah. phase is exciting because you're like yeah. <laughs> am i going to roll a 10 and, oh man oh dear yeah because yeah. like the thing is like oh there's this moment there's always this moment for me where I roll and I've got CP. So I roll and I get, I get a nine or something. Just say, I get a nine. I get it. Yeah, they're in, but I'm, I get this little moment where I go, do I just pop a CP and try and re-roll it and go for a 10? And I'll just be like, Oh, and I'll do it. And yeah, I'll usually be disappointed, <laughs> but um, it's always just fun going for it. Um, yeah. I've got to learn to stop doing that because I've been doing that too much. But I think but, that's um, the thing as well. It lets you, like, certainly having played against Ash a number of times, even with the heroes like Lady Alinda and the, um, like, the Spirit Torment, he's got, like, three attacks, Rend 2, Damage D3. They're both Rend 2, a Damage D3, I think. And, like, um, you kind of can just go, do you know what, I'll roll the charge. Because you don't have to charge if you don't want to, but you can just roll it. And if you get the 10+, plus, you're like, okay. I'll go in because I'm going to get to double their output. And suddenly yeah. it's like, oh, that's six attacks that are hitting me at Ren 2 damage D3 from this little 80-point yeah. hero or whatever. Like, the army can be really be, surprising, yeah. but you don't, if you don't roll that 10, you just go, no, nah, okay, they can stay where they are. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like me when you get greedy and pop a CP <laughs> and just try and do it anyway. I think like, I especially when you have those... are like the failed charges. If I get yeah, in, yeah. Oh, if you get in, eat, oh, yeah. I'll just use it but yeah <laughs> yeah like there was yeah one point i think i i needed only needed like a six or a seven to get in i rolled an eight and i was like oh oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, it's like i should have just let them go in late and so i've learned i've learned my lesson a few times but i still slip up and just go nah i'm gonna do it <laughs> i think that's where actually putting the knight of shrouds in would be good as well like having him in the list because I think it would make you not just kind of waste CP that way because 
yeah. if you don't and he's in a good spot because he's wholly within 18 it's quite easy to just pop him up back like not with pop him up nine away he's gonna be in range when stuff even if it makes big charges or whatever to do his command ability and i think if you're sitting there going oh actually i can use that cp to guarantee i get extra attacks on these units that i've got in you'll probably stop going oh well i've rolled an eight i'm in but do i get greedy you probably go no do you know what i've got in just I'll just do yeah. plus one attack because yes. it's really just... i think yeah i just think it's really good i think i yeah. think that army's actually got loads of play um yeah. and i'm excited and it's, it, to see how it it's lots of fun it's lots of fun to play too um yeah i've in every game i've had with them uh recently i've just really enjoyed it um and even last year uh, at runax i took a night haunt list and i had actually did a personal best at a tournament all year went four and one and um, at the team's event. Um, so, and I really had a, a great time, had a lot of fun with the army then too. So I think it's a, it's definitely a sign. But um, since playing Michael uh, last weekend, I've been writing, <laughs> I've just, I've gone back to writing legions lists. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to figure out um, Nagash, where, how, how can fit Nagash in. But I think having the the new um, mega gargant, gargants in with their, I think they just you can't hand a dust them off. I think they take D6 mortal wounds now instead. So yeah. Yep. Oh, oh well. That was a good that was a good segue there, James. Yes, you saw what I see what I did there. For the for the, uh, <laughs> for the old Mega Gargants, which what went on pre-order this weekend, I think. Yes, today. Yep. Yep. So very impressed. What, they look awesome. I think they're they, fantastic. They models. do look yeah. very cool. Um yeah. it's not an army that I am personally interested in, and I don't think I'll even get one to ally um but i think they're cool and they're going to be interesting like the one that can kick an objective particularly is really interesting um yes yeah that's the, that's what, the one you what, can ally in with death i think um no i think it's the other one i think it's the is it the kraken eater or is it yeah i'll bring up yeah there. i think it's the the kraken eater yeah get get off my land <laughs> it's uh yeah it can kick an objective 2d6 inches which i think will be oh, kick, what kicks an objective yeah if it's okay. in your hero phase if you have oh. any models with this ability within one of an objective that you control you can pick one of those models and say it will kick the objective away if you do you can move that objective up to 2d6 inches to a new position on the battlefield more than one inch away from any models terrain features or other objectives an objective cannot be kicked away more than once in the same phase god that's that's wow okay so yeah <laughs> I, hadn't, like... I, hadn't, I hadn't um picked up on that I've, I've i've read the um i read the article on the table article that um the Weimar community put up so I'd, um, I'm yeah so they they put up all that stuff and loads of people like oh mm. is this all they've got i don't think it's that great and it's like guys the allegiance abilities are going to add loads to them like oh yeah, about yeah more tribes everyone saw the war scrolls and was really underwhelmed and then you got the allegiance abilities of monsters counting as 10 if you take them mm. and, oh yeah and there'll then, be stuff yeah, like that there's a one of the tribes you can take for the mega gargants can let them count as 30 models Oof. so that's going to be so hard to shift like it, i know everyone's like 35 wounds with the four up save isn't that hard to kill and i agree but actually that being said, there's not that much stuff that necessarily bursts 35 wounds off reliably in one turn. And even if you leave it on one wound, it's still sitting there counting as 30 models and you're not going to take that objective that turn. I know the issue is every single one that dies is literally a quarter of the army, but 
eh. They're, I think yeah. they're going to be really fun. And also they do like mortal wounds on the charge. They do D6 mortal wounds to stuff that isn't a monster on a two up when they charge. So yeah. you combine like a few of them, you make some charges. Like <laughs> I think they're really cool. And some of their attack just... profiles seem a bit ridiculous. They're going to be fun. I think they're just going to be a fun um, army to play. I hope I hope they're just a fun army to play and really fun to play against as well. You just have some some of those great cheer moments with um, these giants plodding around the table, just kicking the shit out of stuff like, <laughs> and like throwing rocks and stuff. Like, uh, yeah. it's great. Titanic Boulder Club. You know all these cool names like Smashdown, yeah. Stomp well, Charge. Like chuck, if you, chuck rocks, <laughs> just chuck rocks. If you take all the different ones as well. Like you've got the the Kraken Eater with his missile weapon. You get three shots, like fours, threes, rend one, d three, to try and do some wounds at twenty four inch, inches. And then the the Gatebreaker's got his one big rock that's threes and twos, rend three, damage four. So yeah. if you can hit some heroes and stuff with that, um, and they've got like a thirty inch threat on that with their move. So um, I think they're okay. And yeah, I mean, what? That Gatebreaker starts with 10 attacks that are fours and threes, rend three, damage three, plus his other stuff. And he gets like plus damage to all of his attacks that attack units in garrisons or are in terrain. And then you can smash terrain with him and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting playing armies that really rely on their terrain pieces against mm. him he's the one that i if i got one i was always going to get him because i loved that model from when i like first saw the cowl and i i've heard that i don't know yet but i've heard that each one can ally into the different grand alliances apparently yes but yeah they can guy, i imagine is the one that goes in with death and on the picture yeah. that, like he was allied into a nighthorn army and yeah, he's got, he is, yeah. he looks like an executioner so you'd imagine it would be death Yes, there's um there's one for each um Grand Alliance other than destruction. So um that yeah. So I think there's gonna be giants everywhere. <laughs> the sons of Behemoth of uh are making a they're making a, a splash yeah, in the mortal they're realm. Very cool. <laughs> they're very expensive though. Like, oh, I haven't checked the prices yet. Do I dare? I know they're I know they're three hundred and eighty dollars in New Zealand, so I think that makes them like three 50 360 in australia hang on i'm looking at the pre-orders although apparently yeah. you drop the price like day one of the two pack of the normal gargants because i think they used to be like 83 dollars for one so, so you it, get... you'd be able to get like or 84 dollars. so it would, it would have been 168 to buy two of them and then they released this two pack that's like Two hundred and twenty dollars or something, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" So then, I think on <laughs> day right. one, on day one, they've changed the price, and it's one hundred and fifty. So yeah. it's now it's now cheaper than it was, which makes sense. Yeah. So the um the the mega gargant models are three twenty, three twenty, yeah, which is a lot. But at the same time, if you need three of them for an army, it's basically like an army that is made That's... up of six start collecting boxes. Looking yeah. at anyone that has the 24 Gore Grunter Iron Jaws list. <laughs> Come on. People listening, you can't tell me you haven't dropped 320 on a single model. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if there's many models that cost 320. <laughs> Arc, or, is Arc, or, or, the most expensive previously? Uh, oh, how much is he? Let's have a look. Because Nagash isn't that expensive. He's only like 
150-ish. No, Arca- Archeon's 280. Yeah, I think the, I think this is the most This expensive. must be the biggest, yeah. Or maybe, but anyone um, that's bought Forge World is like, this is nothing. Nagash so. is... Oh, hang on. I think he's only 150. He's actually surprisingly he's, cheap. He's 173. And Techless, I think, was pretty... Um, it's pretty expensive. He's oh, he's two eight. Yeah, he's two eighty. So yeah, so I think two eighty was the previous most for yeah. a single model. But so now the Gargants. Well, it's it's only fitting that they are uh, the biggest models of the, the biggest price. Yeah, a mega price tag for a mega Gargant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think if you want one to ally into your army, like it's Look, okay. Look, but, I'm, I'm probably going to get one eventually, but I might have to, for, like, the dogs might have to forego a couple of meals uh, <laughs> to get this one. <laughs> or it's like your entire Christmas or birthday present or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to the to my um my birth uh, to my Christmas gift list that I sent out to <laughs> to the rallies. <laughs> Just fish for it. Who knows? They might they might um I might open up a mega gargan <laughs> of Christmas. <laughs> or to be fair, if you just ask for like vouchers from a bunch of people if a bunch of people get 20 30 bucks gw vouchers then suddenly you might be able to get one <laughs> but um but yeah, yeah. I, we're not going to get too um kind of in depth about gargants now because it is still only like Sorry, it's very limited inf- information at the moment but um I, it looks like facehammer have just released a show that's like a deep dive into the battle time so oh, if, people, okay. if people want to know more i think that shows up now so you could go and listen to it um, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably do that soon. Um, but yeah, it's it's not an army that I'm ever going to get. I think they're cool. Um, and I look forward to seeing them on the table and seeing how they actually kind of pan out. Um, I think they'll be interesting. And it will be yeah. a scary, scary prospect no matter what um, to go up against them, I think. Um, yeah. But especially then, if they're counting for 30 models. Like once they're on that objective, you have to kill yeah. them. Yeah, like, you, have, you have to come for them. <laughs> so... Yeah, it'll be, and they move twelve. So, yeah, pretty much any any map, like any deployment, they can get to the middle objectives first turn. Mm. So it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, what have you been doing hobby wise recently? Just working on your Nighthorn, or like you, I think um, you said your Grimgasts, or yeah, like I've I've been continually like still doing the um, the narrative army, still um, going ahead with that. I uh, oh, just yeah. finished finished a <laughs> still a unit f- finished a unit of I'm committed now I'm doing it okay <laughs> but, it, but um I've I've just I've got some uh, Mercia Mercia miniatures uh, direwolves that I'm going to use for direwolves some of their um, their wolf models which I think are yeah, right. super super cool so I've, I've got got some of those recently um, so they'll yeah be my direwolf unit but um, I'm in the process of painting a um, Bloodseeker Palanquin because it's a it's a Legion of Blood um, list, so I've I've uh, got my Blood Knights there, um, so they'll be paired up, and I'm just waiting for a for the Sanguinark model to um, come in the post. So I, I do have one here, but he's just a little bit too big and doesn't look quite right on the chariot. Um, so, but um, yeah, just again exploring um, enamels and oils and um, airbrush um, techniques and uh, sort of that going for that more grim dark kind of style more a bit more realistic i guess you could say um and really enjoying the the new um techniques that i've been learning i suppose they're not really new f- for me anymore i've been 
I sort of made the dive at the beginning of the year. So um, well into the year now. So I've found that there's a, a lot of the techniques I've, I've picked up. Um, I, I, I can't go back to the old way I used to do things. So um, I recently just painted up a dread blade um, for the night horn and um, I've done the, you know, I've done the bone and I've done the sword and metallics and things like that. Um, the way I've been doing uh, with, you know, with the enamels and washes and stuff like that. So using um, using those sort of techniques on on that model. So I'm kind of subtly applying it to the night horn, even though I'm trying to try I'm trying to keep it as as uh, as true as I can to the style that I've already sort of started painting the army, but uh, just incorporating those in. But um, yeah, so that's still done. Um, last unit finished for that is. Uh, Felbats, which are some um, 3D prints, uh, resin prints, uh, very cool models. Um, I've sort of painted them with uh, glowing blue eyes, and yeah, yeah, I, I saw them. It was it was really leathery because when I saw just the like the 3D print in the like kind of translucent plastic that they were, they looked really bad. But then seeing <laughs> them paint, seeing them painted, yeah, like. They look awesome. They're really cool sculpts, and the paint job you've done yeah. is great. Like they look really cool. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're cool models. Um, yeah, I knew that they'd need a bit of coaxing, um, like especially when you get them in that form. Um, but yeah, they've, I'm really pleased with how they came out. I've got another six which will go off to the side. I'll probably paint them differently to go with my legions um, basing. Like I'll base them so I can throw them in with my um, with my existing. Um, legions armies um but yeah so next up for them will be i'll finish painting the the bloodseeker palanquin i've already i've finished painting the spirits and the base so it's pretty much just doing the chariot so i'll be doing some washes and you know using enamels and that sort of stuff sort of following the grim dark compendiums um guides or uh, um online so i've been yeah paying close close attention to what how he's his approach with stuff so i've been enjoying that uh, but yeah, there's another 60 zombies to be painted at some point, <laughs> and they're all the <laughs> yeah, I know zombies, me and my zombies. Um, but they're the sculpts are from um, Fireforge uh, miniatures. Uh, they're gorgeous um, models. Um, I've painted uh, two units of ten Graveguard uh, from their range as well, um, and yeah, they're fantastic models. So I'm going to run with that. Like this whole narrative army, I think. 90% of it is non-GW models. Um, so, yeah, going for something completely different. Um, but yeah. now that Night Haunt has, um, is haunting me again, uh, <laughs> I've been, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll branch off and, and paint up some more units because, yeah, I've got a large collection of Night Haunt, but it's it's Hex Raids and Spirit Hosts and Heroes and some Mongols. So I want to paint the Black Coach. I want to have at least one of each unit painted. Um so the Mimon Banshees, I've got a unit of eight of those that uh, I've um, finished the wash phase on. So I'm going to be um, brightening them up and sort of matching them. They're going to be uh, they're going to be matched with um, Lady Linda, um, like her handmaidens kind of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I recently acquired a Knight of Shrouds on Steed, and I've st I already had four Grimgasts from the Soul Wars box and. Um, managed to source another um, couple of sprues there. So I'll have a unit of Grimgast on the table before long. And, yeah, then I'll be, yeah, get some Dreadscythes done, um, 
yeah, get the black coach, as I said. And yeah, just try and get at least one of each unit. Um, probably paint up some more chain rasps. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, chain rasps. <laughs> uh, so I recently, I don't know if you got on board with this, Chris, but the, um, you know, the mortal realms news agent, yep. um, books, yep. have you been getting those? Nah, I, I, I looked at it cause I'm a sucker for that sort of thing, but I was like, I have a massive night horn and a massive Stormcast army already. I just don't need this. And so I just, I just left it. <laughs> That's exactly how I, how I thought. <laughs> I once thought as you did, Chris, <laughs> until I until I went into a news agent for some reason, like you know, I don't know, I can't remember why I had to go there. I think I had to buy a birthday card, and there it was sitting on the shelf, episode like you know, issue number two or something. So I thought, oh yeah, I'll just grab it. Why not? Yeah. And then next minute, the lady behind the counter is like, oh, do you want me to back order you the first one, and then we'll just keep them aside for you. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so, so I went in there last week and picked up like six that they've been holding, holding aside for me. I think there's like 18 issues coming out, but um, so yeah, there's a lot I was, more. I, than, I was sucked in. a lot more than 18. Is there? I thought it was only... yeah. okay. Uh, that's what the lady in the shop said, but uh, yeah. anyway, maybe I'm wrong. You get you get four a, was it four a month, and then because I think it's weekly. So yeah, it was like four a month, and then it was going to be lasting for. I thought it lasted for like 16 months to be a full oh, okay. collection. There you go. I thought yep. that was a lot. But yeah. yeah, you're gonna end up I'm gonna end up with tons of stormcasts that I'm probably never gonna paint. Seriously, yeah. it is an absolutely massive army for both that you get. Yeah, yeah. You get basically uh, everything. Like you get a prime, you get dracoths, you get evocators, you get everything. Yeah. 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 So I've I've got more chain rasso um <laughs> and another um another lot of the the night vault. Um Sorry, the Night Haunt Underworlds um, Warband. Oh yeah. So, so there's one a whole sprue of that is in one of the issues. Okay. Um, you know, free. You know, getting some paints, extra paints here and there. Um, and what was the other cool thing? Yeah, the Banshees. So the, I actually just bought a unit of uh, you know just bought a box from from the local shop here. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, got the other four from from the magazine. So that was my unit of. Uh, there's my unit of eight ready to go yeah. there. So, yeah, no, it'll add to it, and it's just they'll be there. I'll use them eventually. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think... might I might pick up the odd issue here or there that, like, comes with the few models that I need. Like, I didn't think I was – because at the time, everybody was just using, like, 60 Grimgast, and so I was like, I'm not going to use any Grimgast. So I sold the ones I had from my Soul Wars boxes to Ash. And now I'm like, I kind of want two tens so that I can do that list that I talked about earlier with the Death Star yeah. Italian. Yeah. So like yeah. if there's an issue that comes with like five or whatever, then I might pick up like four copies of that issue because it's still cheaper than buying them, I think. So yeah. Um it's good value. Um I've found and um yeah. So <laughs> yeah, if someone was getting into the hobby, I would be like, get that mm. subscription because yeah. it's the best you could do especially the like at the start there was like a there's a premium subscription i don't know if they did that here but certainly in the uk no, when i was looking, it, it I was looking into it um mm. because you get extra stuff like you get a sylvaneth army you get iron jaws like you got loads mm. of stuff but again i was like i've already got all of this i don't need it <laughs> <laughs> so i unfortunately said no to that one yeah yeah i think um there was uh, a unique uh, Night in Cantor model that came out with one of the issues mm -hmm. as well. So there'll be little bonuses like that along the way. Um, so pick that one up for her. Uh, so she's it's pretty cool. Another alternative um, sculpt. 
But yeah. So tell me about your what's been on your table, Chris. Um, yeah, I've been doing my deepkin, um, which I finally shared some pictures of my first kind of completed unit on the Facebook page last week, I think. Yeah. Um, my unit of Morsar, which was my test unit, because I'm not really planning on using Morsar in my army. So I had a unit from an army that I um I bought an army super cheap secondhand that wasn't in wasn't in very good condition at all um to be honest like there's lots of repairs and stuff i still need to do and mix of painting and, and not well painted or anything and stuff but i wasn't bothered because i knew i was going to kind of completely spray over it and do some kind of concept army and do this like resin pour basing because it's the, i've wanted to do it for a long time because i haven't done any armies with i've never used resin before but i knew i wanted to do an army and deepkin is mm. just the perfect army for it so yeah, I got this definitely. army so cheap. I was just like, I can't not. Like, it was ridiculously cheap. Um, so I kind of thought, okay, well, I've got this. these three Morsar. Let's just use them as a tester. So um, I kind of, it's basically, I, I didn't, because the basing is the um, the component of the army that I was like, this is going to take my time and be time like time consuming. And that's the thing I want to be really nice. I wanted a like relatively quick, way to just paint the models so i was like okay i want to do some kind of concept army which i haven't done before so then i was trying to work out what i wanted to do and then um i was talking to sam o'neill about like two-tone kind of spray armies after he did his um bone reapers um for cancon pretty quickly and they looked awesome um and so yeah i was just talking to him and basically decided essentially because i had a red a, a mephist on red and a Avalan Sunset yellow GW spray can that have been sitting kind of on my shelf in my piles of spray cans for a few years that I hadn't used. And I was like, pink and yellow? That's striking. That could work. So, um, yeah, kind of basically, I just take the models, hold them upside down, spray the bottom of them red, flip them over, spray the top of them yellow, and then um, just with cans, and then come back get my airbrush out and then basically airbrush three shades of pink kind of working from a darky like purpley pink up to a light salmon color like it's literally vallejo model color salmon um on the smaller kind of edge areas just with mm -hmm. my airbrush really quickly kind of going over the red just for the pink and then flip them back over to the top and then use um a few shades of yellow working up to uh it's like a so I think I start with the moon yellow for, um, from Game Air Vallejo and then work up to model color Vallejo light yellow, um, which is pastel. It's kind of got a pastel-y yellow tone to it, the same as the salmon. It's kind of a pastel-y pink. So, um, and then I um, was sending basically just pictures to Sam um, saying, I, th I think it needs something else. Um, and he was like, yeah. Um, maybe just a spot color and then just he looked on the color wheel for me and said color theory suggests turquoise and i was like great i was thinking maybe turquoise because it could kind of go with the base and then he just said put it here here here." and so then i've been using scale 75 um caribbean blue which is a paint i wanted to use for ages i think i don't know two or three years ago i was listening to a face hammer episode and i think terry um pike had been talking about 
Caribbean blue by scale 75 just being an absolutely beautiful color so I bought it when I bought a bunch of paints from element um ages ago and it's been sitting there waiting for me to use it so um that basically is my kind of tertiary spot color so um for the eels it's basically I've done all of their kind of like um like frilly like thrip um bits on along their tails and their head and their little fins and everything like that I've been using the turquoise for um mm -hmm. and then just on the the weapons tips and then like on the the um symbols and stuff on the shields and the crests of the rider I've like painted it in and then basically just um I thought I was going to airbrush it but then in hindsight um kind of found that it didn't look as good enough so I've been hand painting the turquoise and then just hand painting kind of some white highlights um onto it like very rough like pretty quick um the only thing I've been doing like neatly is on the the riders like frills on the on the top of their helmets I've just been kind of really carefully going in with the white and it makes like it looks almost like a wave because I've just been doing like little dashes with the brush onto the top to like kind of give it this kind of wave look on top of the turquoise um mm -hmm. and then yeah just doing the eyes and the weapons so like painting the tip of the weapon white and bl blending it back to the turquoise um and stuff and it just it looks really striking and then the bases i've just done like essentially sandy bases with um just like the two text like technical base paints like armageddon dust and armageddon dunes um oh, yeah. Yeah. and then i got some resin rocks from green stuff world um that are just like basically a pack of plastic rocks which i just painted i came up with a really really quick paint scheme kind of almost by accident that worked really well which is literally just base coat them in celestial gray and then before celestial gray is dry just a really heavy wash with agrax earthshade and so because it, it kind of half lifts the celestial gray and mixes with it and it kind of it still shades deeper into the recesses but it kind of blends with it and makes like a brownie kind of sandy stone type rock tone and i really liked it so i just kind of mass painted the whole um pack of the, those rocks so that i can just grab one out as and when i need them to do the bases yeah um and then just put that down on the base and then i bought basically all of the um sets of tufts from um uh, game of grass like the neon like alien tufts so they're super vibrant like pinks and blues and greens and oranges um yeah. and then also, compliments complementing yeah. the um theme definitely and then yeah i think i bought from green stuff world as well they've got like these bags of like different colored like moss or like it looks perfect for coral so i got all three bags of that so i've got shades of green i've got like white red pink blue um loads of colors and then they also do these like um colored kind of reeds um, is that so the like light? A... Is that the lichen stuff that you're talking about? There? Yeah, the... maybe it is lichen. Um, they look like little. Like, um, yeah, what is it? Scenery moss. No, it's called scenery moss. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but it is, it looks exactly like coral. So you just mm. I just pull little clumps of it, um, and then yeah, they've got these like reeds as well. They're called tall. It's their green stuff. Well, it's tall shrubbery, but it's basically just like a box of um, mm. stuff. But they're kind of on these like stems. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I've got like a purpley one, a green one, an orange one. And I've, I put some of them on like the taller models, like the eels and everything yeah. um, on the bases. So I'm packing the bases with 
everything like i've never done so much stuff on a bass that i was a bit like is this almost too much but then everyone was like no i think it works because when you see a coral reef as well it is like so vibrant and all over the place and yeah i like the reeds because they give a bit more height and then basically i got some ak interactive like resin um so one part resin two parts resin to one part hardener stuff with like you measure out with well should measure out with syringes to make sure that <laughs> sure that you get the measurements correct um and i did for the first unit because i was like this is my test unit i'll it's only a small amount of resin that i need i'll do it all properly and i was like yeah this works fine um <laughs> so then i didn't want it to be completely clear i wanted it to be a little bit kind of turquoisey again to play off the turquoise on the model so mm-hmm. for the first one i added a drop of the scale 75 caribbean yep. blue into mm-hmm. it and mixed it round but it kind of leaves like you can almost see all through the resin is like little dots of the color. Um, uh, yeah, it's not absorbing fully. Yeah. yeah so it, I don't know if I could have stirred it more if I stirred it really um, like quickly or strong. But then you get you're not supposed to stir the resin very fast because the more you do mm. it, it puts bubbles into it. Um, an ink an ink might work better for that. Yeah. Purpose. So I yeah. think online I've seen most people use washes, but like mm. GW didn't have a wash of the kind of color I wanted. So then I thought, mm. I wonder if contrast works. So mm. then I've done the other bases with pterodon turquoise um, contrast, but the pigmentation is so strong in that. Again, trying to get it right, like the tiniest drop, it's still the resin's been a bit darker than I wanted um, oh, wow. on the the few. Um, I got like the final eel, I got it to exactly the kind of um, like consistency or like translucency that I wanted, um, yep. which is mostly clear, but with a little bit of the kind of turquoisey tint going through it. Yep. Um, but that was because I made up a lot more resin. I kind of made up a cup to do the eel plus like five thralls all at once. Um, and, and Volturnus, I think. And so by that point, I was like, oh, yeah, I've done these. I kind of I feel good, like it's fine. And I knew it was like two to one. And so I just got this cup. And because I was doing quite a lot, I didn't want to. I basically was being lazy and was like, oh, I don't want to. Because the syringe can only take like 10 mil at a time. I didn't want to be like, oh, one syringe, two syringe, three syringe. And so I just went, oh, it's two to one. I can eyeball this and basically just poured it into the cup and then clearly didn't pour mm, quite mm. enough hardener into it and yeah, didn't yeah. Mm. and then i don't think i mixed it quite well enough um fortunately the eel got most of the hardener so the eel worked but then the thralls and volturnus unfortunately when i removed them from the molds they the Jelly. resin did, yeah. the resin did not fully set and it's super sticky and i have discovered oh. if you have not put enough hardener in it will never set and you can't just add some hardener to it. So you basically, it kind of ruined. So I've been reading to try and see what I can do. And essentially mm-hmm. I've had to kind of come, I came to the decision that I needed to get my X-Acto knife and cut the models oh. out of it. And they're a bit, they're a bit mm. crappy. I won't, I won't lie, but um, yeah. I've got like four, I think four, four thralls that I've cut off and they're like, they've got some resin between their legs, I think that i couldn't completely cut out but i'll um i'll be able i'll be able to basically glue them to a new one and kind of cover over the top and yeah they're they're basically like normal troops i think 
for my purposes, they'll be fine. I, I was able to mostly not mm. impact the paint job that badly. Um, yeah. It's just Volturnus that I haven't been able to kind of rectify yet because what I've decided is I'm going to, I'm basically trying to make a bigger containment mold and I'm going to just do another resin pour over the top and around and try and kind of add a lot it. more, make sure <laughs> that there's a lot more hardener and basically encase the kind of bodge job that I did. And yeah. I think that'll, I think that'll fix it and I'll be happy enough, but I've learned loads and like since these I've done like four more and every time I'm adding more than two to one of the hardener. So um, I think <laughs> I think it takes like four mil mixed to fill one 32 mil base um, with the containment molds that I've got from Green Stuff World. So instead of it, like if I do two at a time, I need like eight, eight mil or, or maybe it's six mils. So I need 12. So instead of it being like um, like six to three, for example, I think, oh, I think I was making up like nine mil of, instead of using six mil of resin and three mil of hardener, I've been using like five mil of resin and four mil of hardener. So now every time I do a pour, I'm just putting more than the two to one ratio in for the hardener so that I never have this issue. Cause even if you get it right, and I just, I don't want it to be slightly sticky at all when you touch the models. So um, <laughs> if anyone's going to use resin, top tip always go overboard on the hardener never go underboard because honestly <laughs> it is not worth it um <laughs> you will basically ruin your models if you mess up the resin pour um but other than that like i've got yes yeah, so i've got the unit of eels and i've now got six of the thralls all done in front of me and i'm super happy with how they look um yeah and like doing the weapons and stuff of the thralls i i did just like airbrush the white kind of glow onto on top of the turquoise on the weapons and um yeah when i've when i've fixed the other four i'll add some photos of them to the album and i'll basically kind of as i get the units done and i manage to fix alternus i'll i'll put photos up of all the units for the army but um i think i'm going to try and do the idol on next um so he's a big model i need to fix him though because both of his weapons are broken um from the when i bought the army um before i do that but um yeah, I'm I'm super happy with the army. Like everyone's been really positive with their like comments as well online, um, saying like it looks really vibrant. Um, yeah. and it's it, I I am super happy looking at it. Like it does, it's going to look amazing on the tabletop. And it's kind of made me think. Do you know what concept army? Like I don't get the beef with it. Th this army is probably going to be my best looking army I have. And it it's just because you pick stark like bright bright standout colors like good contrast yeah do good basic like i think nathan said like faces and bases and it's so true um i think they really stand out and it, it's gonna look really cool it's the same with my obr they're not technically well painted at all but the guy that did them used like lots of airbrushing of orange and blue and again it makes the army just look amazing from like three feet away as you play the table because it's like a bright orange and blue nagash and stuff it's super striking yeah. um so yeah i've been liam's gonna take some photos of my obr as well for me like black cloth like professional photos because i'm awful at taking photos um so he's gonna get some like really nice photos as well so i can put photos up of my ob my, my obr army as well because it's got my awesome. nagash and, and my arcan and stuff um that i had converted a bit um and then sent them up to be painted and stuff so 
yeah, I've been doing loads of hobby and I'm I'm super enthused um at the moment. Like my desk is a bit of a mess though, especially as I this is also <laughs> where I, I work, so it's really distracting because I constantly I have models around me and I'm just like I'll take a break at lunch, like I'll take 10 minutes out of work and I'll mix up some resin and just like do two more models. And, and I've got like sticky, sticky resin on my desk that I can't get rid of and, and stuff. So, um, I finally bought like a big box of disposable gloves and like all this stuff that mm, I'm buying. Yeah. Cause I've realized like I'm airbrushing more and I've like, I'm using resin and I'm like, I need to wear gloves and I wear a yeah, mask. Yeah. So that's okay. But like, yeah, yeah it's, um, I've just, got so much stuff around me um but i'm really enthused and it's um it's really cool so i'm glad i kind of got to have a bit of a chat and a hobby catch up yeah no that's fantastic man like um yeah is there anything else you want to um want to talk about today oh sorry just having a drink um i think we're good right um i think mm. we just wanted to put a show out because it's been so long and yeah, it's mainly my yeah. my fault so i think bit of a that's all good. Bit, yeah bit that's... of a catch-up some we chatted yeah. some games played some excitement for nighthorn and i think people mm, yep. should expect to start seeing them doing a bit better maybe on the tabletop soon and yeah yeah I think we're going to like um i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be taking them to um to michael's event at the end of november i was just gonna say um, if there's one yeah. more thing to talk about it's maybe yeah. end of the ever winner so yeah, so end end of the ever winter. The tickets are currently sold out at the moment, but it's at the twenty eighth, twenty ninth of November. Uh, it's the last weekend of November, and it's going to be held at Jolt in the ACT. Uh, so it's currently, I think, it's thirty players at this stage. Um, but if you do want to uh, get on the waiting list, um, then uh, get in contact with Michael uh, through the event, on which is on Facebook. Um, so yeah, just get in contact with him there if you want to get on the waiting list. Um, or reach out to reach out to us, um, and we'll pass your name on to him uh, for you. Um, cool. But um, oh, one more thing, very quickly. Um, Duncan and I uh, played our final game of the Storm Vault um, Forbidden Power campaign that we've been playing over the last year, over a year now. I think we yep. started in August, even maybe July last year. I don't know, but. Um, we had five players involved, especially in the earlier stages. Um, and, you know, everyone had backstories and that sort of thing, which is a lot of fun. Um, but it, was, it ended up being majority of the games were between Duncan uh, and myself. And so we just continued continued on the campaign. And um, we got together last weekend as well. I actually took Tuesday off <laughs> from work to, like, carry over from the long weekend. So um, but went around to his place and um, he's built this amazing um, gaming table um, I brought some terrain and yeah, we, we battled out a big, uh, 2,700 point um, battle to finish off the uh, campaign. We had Anvil of Apotheosis heroes and oh, wow. um, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you know, I had, <laughs> had my um, can wraith model with a, the damage four and two, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like giant, like disgusting, filthy, um, <laughs> maxed yeah. out ethereal Apotheosis hero. And he had, um, he had this, what we call the sin boson, so she was because uh, he had he's got character on overlords, um, so he, he he made a special character called the Sin Boson, and she had like a damage four rifle <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that, like almost took the head off the Mongol. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, we um we we wrapped that up um in an epic conflagration of ectoplasm and ether blasts, and um because I've been playing Legion of Grief and stuff like that for so. 
a uh, lot of lot of a uh, lot of death, a lot of um, KO, and um, some Stormcast in there as well. But um, our characters um, had their face down and everything, so yeah, it's quite it's good. And we, I think, we wanted to finish it off mainly because it's been going for over a year and I think we kind of just want to start playing different armies with each other. <laughs> yep. We've been having the same heroes involved, which has been fantastic for the story and the narrative. And we've played a lot of narrative, um, you know, scenarios and things, but I think we're ready to move on to some fresh armies and some different um, lists and stuff with each other. So, but anyway, so yeah, he, um, he took home the victory in that game and, um, but uh, overall, uh, we called it a draw for the uh, for the campaign. <laughs> the campaign. I really, I really think he he took home took home the the bacon overall. But um, took home the gen- ether gold. The ether gold, definitely. He was, yeah. He 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 got more than his fair share of ether gold. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it was fantastic. And yeah, so we wrapped that up. Um, but that's that's all. Uh, that's the only other thing I wanted to add for the uh, for the podcast. And yeah, cool. Yes. What, yeah. uh, so you think you, you think you'll take your night haunt to end of the other winter? Yeah, or? yeah, I think I'm going to take night haunt just for the because I enjoy playing them in like they're, they're fantastic for the new scenarios, um, scenarios that I've been playing with them. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, but you know, after spending a week and like a couple of days with Michael, I'm, I'm now writing legions lists again. So, <laughs> but um, I think I should stick with a night haunt because it's, it's something new and I do enjoy them. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm painting, hopefully get a, a couple more units ready. Um, if I don't get the black coach done in time, I'll just, I'll take my Mongol sort of thing. So I'm not too yeah. under too much pump. I don't get, don't get as much time to hobby um, as I used to. Um, just, uh, the extra time getting into work and stuff. I get home a bit later and have to go to bed earlier. So, um, don't get as much, uh, hobby as I used to, but, um, but I'm sure I'll be able to knock out a couple of extra units before then. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me know if you uh, need me to send you any models down for your night haunt. Cause I've got yes. lots. So. Yeah. I'll probably I'll um, hit you up for that. But, yeah. um, what, what are you taking to Everwinter? Can I don't know yet. Your, um... I'm, if I can get it done, I might try and take my deepkin. It, I might try and use it to make me smash it out. Um, yeah, it's only I, it's how a many lot, weeks now. Though. Six weeks now, isn't it? Six, seven weeks. Yeah, six weeks. And this, yeah. I've only done one, and I haven't fully finished the first unit of ten thralls. And my list ultimately is fifty thralls, I think. So mm. I've got a lot to do, and then also like nine, six or nine-ish laying as well. So I've yeah, and the Eidolon and two like um Soul Scryers, so um and maybe some Etherwings as allies. So I've got a lot to do, so we'll see. But I mean I've got loads of armies, so if not, I I have got something painted I can bring. <laughs> cool. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um I'll have to have a think. I've got my seraphon. I've always got my seraphon if I wanted to bring the filth. <laughs> bring the um bring the, the skittle skinks. Yeah, I could do that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I probably won't. I don't think I need to. Um, they're a bit. They're almost a bit too powerful. Well, they are too powerful. Um, to play properly. <laughs> I've got an Iron Jaws army actually. I just, I bought, which is there's a fair amount painted. I could just have a run out with that actually. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. To I bought to add to my collection recently. That's got like, what's painted? A Moor Crusher, six pigs, ten brutes, two mega bosses, a War Chanter, a Weird Knob, and. 20 yard boys so i'm pretty sure oh, yeah. i can write lists with that so yeah, yeah. maybe i would do that if i can't get the deepkin done yeah sweet 
So, Looking forward to it, yeah. man. It's going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. And um, fingers, all you know, everything, fingers and toes crossed um, that everything is all good uh, COVID-wise um, for the travellers coming down into ACT. Hopefully um, everything is all sweet for yeah. that because um, it's quite actually quite a, as a um, it's quite a few people quite a, uh, who've come, bought tickets from uh, Victoria and um, down on the border. I know Matt's, Matt, Matty Tyrrell's coming up. Um, yeah. And um, dudes from the um, the Magic Gaming crew, Sydney crew, local um, Canberra crew, and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good um, a good gathering, a good catch up with uh, with faces haven't seen for a while. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think should we wrap it up there? Yeah, let's call it. Let's call it a a cast. Yeah. So is that is that what we call it in the biz? <laughs> a cast. Can be. You can call it whatever you like. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Duke Kadrick. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. Um, and you can find either of us on the Facebook page. Um, we both check that all the time. And yeah, thanks for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this catch up show. And uh, hopefully it won't be as long till the next one. I'm sure if uh, end of the ever winter happens then it definitely won't because i know we'll be uh recording to talk about that so yeah definitely okay well thanks for listening guys see ya see you bye
girl, I see you. But still, you want it. Stop. You can't believe what you believe. Hell, the disc up infiltrate the well believe. Oh, stupid B. Oh, stupid B. Oh, but still, we want it. Fall behind.